Hello and welcome once again to the Total Badness Podcast. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Josh. How's it going? Uh, Good. Things are good. How are you? I'm alright. How's your week been? Uh, Jam-packed full of gamey goodness. Gamey goodness... Uh oh! I typed up what we we're gonna talk about, and then I didn't even send it. You sure uh, did. Great stuff. <laughs> we're a professional operation here. This is professional here in uh, episode two. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about. Let's start with like the some of the stuff we talked about last week. Where we're up to, how we're going. I know you finished Horizon. How was that? Horizon's really good. Like I know, uh, I know we already went over this last week. It's a very talky game, very story heavy. Mm-hmm. If you're into that, then it's a fantastic game. If you're not into that, then it's still pretty good. It's got a lot of good gameplay stuff. Um, story wise, because I feel like that's the only thing that really changes much over the course of the game. Yeah, uh, it gets wild. People who've finished the first one will know that there's some big twists, and they are pretty wild. They go some places. I feel like this one. Maybe doesn't match them, but it does a good job. Like, it gets close. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, towards the back end of the game, they start throwing all the bigger robot dinos at you. So you got your Tremor Tusk Mammoth and more Thunder Jaws, which are the T-Rexes. But then they throw mm-hmm. one at you that I didn't actually know about before playing. Okay. And I forget what the in- in-universe name for it is, but it's like a Spinosaur. Oh, nice. It's fucking cool it's so cool there's like ankylosaurs and shit just robot dinosaurs man this game i feel like (laughs) is everything my 12 year old brain ever wanted hell yeah that's cool i'm um not doing as well as you uh i i I honestly didn't play as much this week uh, as i would have liked to but um what i did play uh (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. Look, I got up to a mission, and I, I'm so used to the game holding my hand, and like you hold, you press the R three button, mm-hmm. and it scans the environment, and most of the time it literally just shows you where to go. So I just got used to doing that. I feel like. Literally showing you where to go is a bit of an exaggeration. It does show you a lot. Like, it'll highlight points of interest, and it'll highlight climbing paths on rocks, which, in fairness, without those climbing paths, the sheer rock faces can be pretty hard to navigate. Yes. But, um, like, it's useful. It highlights things. (laughs) But, I mean, there's missions where, say, you have to follow a track. If it's footprints or whatever like you press r3 and it'll show you the track and you just follow it sure like it'll follow like bloodstains and stuff stuff that's really hard to miss (laughs) yes so i just assumed when i got to this mission that i would click r3 and it would show me the path where to go it did not do that but it did show me a beacon under the water Yep. So I was like, oh, that must be where I have to go. So I nope. <laughs> tri- I tried to get there, 
but I couldn't, I don't have the breather yet. So I can't get down to whatever that beacon is. I, I just try. I just died whenever I tried to do that. So I'm like, well, I must need a breather before I can do this mission. And then I spoke to you, and you were like, no, like, if you do a mission that needs the breather, you'll already have it. Yeah, if it's a main quest that needs the the breathing apparatus, then the game will have already given you it. Right, so then I was very confused, <laughs> and you were like, is it this mission? Yeah, I was like I'm interrogating like... you on where you were and what mission it was, <laughs> trying yeah. to remember. I'm like, yeah, it's this. that's the one, and you're like, there's like giant grooves in the ground that just, just follow them, there's giant grooves. <laughs> it's like as if a giant orb had been dragged away. <laughs> like the giant orb you were watching in that hologram just before you went to find the tracks. Look, again, anytime they talk, I black out and I I just skip through whatever bullshit they're talking about. And I wasn't paying attention to the fact that there was giant grooves because, again, I'm used to the game just holding my hand and telling me where to go. So I need to know, did you go back and look at the giant grooves after I told you about them? I went back and I, I finished that. They are quite big. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant... It is a giant hole in the ground that goes for a while. Yep. Uh... <laughs> I, I feel like I need to point out that the game is usually pretty good with stuff like this where if you can't find a track and they do need you to look at it using Aloy's focus then she'll say maybe my focus can pick something up right like they have they have little uh, hinty dialogue that's not super intrusive mm -hmm. for that sort of thing I like where your head's at using it straight away because that's ho like Aloy's whole deal she sees more than everyone else because she has that one bit of tech and it makes her special Batman vision um, yeah, yeah, pretty much, but like justified within the world, apart from, you know, I'm Batman. It does something near the end of the game, probably second last mission, that I mm -hmm. wish more open world games would do, where mm -hmm. like, you've been exploring this open world for, uh, let's say like, upwards of 10 hours at this point. We're taking right. a very, very minimal estimate here. Mm -hmm. Um so you've been walking around or you've been riding these robot animals that you can sometimes ride. They give you a mode of transport that makes the open world way faster to, to traverse, but not so fast that you're just using, you know, the fast travel and missing out on all the cool looking stuff because the game is right. just absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It is. And every time I fast travel, I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on like so much. Like people worked hard on this and I'm just fast traveling. <laughs> I love finding all the the uh, shells of old machines. Yeah, it's finding really all cool. these beacons you can't reach. Mm hmm. It's great. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Uh, it's honestly, it's my favorite part of the game too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very cool game. Very worthy successor to the last one. That I think it might be better, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of little improvements, no sweeping improvements, and it's not like reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's just 
super well executed. It is very similar to the first game. Yep. Uh, Elden Ring is still going. That's still it a sure thing. is. <laughs> that's that's it, it, be playing for years to come. I was going to say Elden Ring may, may be ongoing for some time. Yeah. Uh, I got I I beat Margaret yesterday. You did. You beat the game's first big wall. Congratulations. And I'm not. I might sound like I'm being condescending, and I don't mean to. I just. It's a big deal. You beat the big wall. Yeah, because I uh, I don't play Souls games a lot. Yeah, so no, you're doing good. I I think I'm doing pretty well. And then I started going through the castle, and uh, I was slaughtering people because I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm decently leveled pretty beefy now he's been pumping pumping iron the whole time i think i'm 26 or something yeah yeah that's pretty beefy so um yeah Actually, like i i don't know that that is pretty beefy I, it's it's not it's after i it, beat margit i looked up some walkthroughs just to be like am i stupid did i do this too early and i did definitely but um most of the guides i was looking up were like oh you shouldn't you shouldn't try Margaret until you hit level 30. Like, that seems oh, excessive. Oh, wow. Uh, he, yeah, like 20, well, I mean, when I took him on, I was like 23 or something, 24. Did you bring any helpers with you? Oh, I had all the helpers. Did you have the wolves? Had, so, I, I go between, no, so the jellyfish I can't find, because you said there was a woman in, in a shack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that the shack, um, like, on the I... right, before you go around the corner, before that... Yeah, before the ballista that fucks your shit There's up. no woman yeah. there anymore. Okay, she might be back at, uh, you've been to Roundtable Keep, I assume? Mm, I don't know what the, that is. The, like, hub world where you can't attack anything? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. That's she what might be back that. there. M- NPCs sometimes go back there for some reason. Oh, okay, well, I'll look for her there. Always uh, a good idea to check back there. That's just some common, or not common. That's just some uh, Souls experience. Some okay. stuff that you'll learn from playing Souls games is sometimes NPCs show up at the hub, and they mm-hmm. sometimes have little quests for you, or you just progress their storyline a little bit further by talking to them. Right. Well, I haven't been there for ages, so maybe I should go back. But um, yeah. So. Yeah, I was 23 or something, 24 maybe, when I beat Margaret, and yes, I used, I would switch between, because I died heaps, obviously. <laughs> it's me. Uh, and I, I mean, I died heaps. Of, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I died more than you. How, how long did you spend so. on Margaret? If okay, you had so to the give first, it time. The first time I got to him was after we recorded the podcast last week, mm-hmm. and it was like 1 a.m., by the time I got to him, because I'd done a little bit of exploring. Right. And I spent an hour and a half bashing my head against the wall. Okay. And then, the next day, uh-huh. I went out, did some stuff, and I came home. I jumped on, and I got him done in like 20 minutes. No, we maybe we did it in about the same time then. Because I'd yeah. say I spent between an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, but you also knew when to quit and go grind up. I just yeah, kept exactly. smashing my head into that wall. That's true. I got, I look, I did what any true hero would do. I stripped down to my pants, <laughs> double handed my sword, and I took yeah. care of business. <laughs> that was another thing was, 
me just not realizing that I needed to drop some shit so that I could roll around faster. Yeah, I don't know if it was you or another friend who's like not familiar with Souls games that I mentioned this to, but I mentioned the term fat rolling, and they were just like, "What? What's a fat roll?" <laughs> no, like it wasn't yeah, me. if you if you like drop stuff, your equip load goes down, and you you roll better and get more iframes. Yeah, that's uh, why I, I stripped down to my pants. I can't remember how I figured it out, but I was I basically I was playing the game and i was noticed i noticed that i was just rolling slower than i used to and i was like maybe this is like a a weight issue yeah well and it's 100 so- percent a thing to stop you from having the best armor and strongest weapons and also being able to dodge really well mm. like if you're wearing all that stuff you want to be tanking hits you're not moving around as much right so i i went online and read some stuff and it was it showed percentages like if you have this if your weight is like this percentage you'll roll this fast and i was like oh okay well well the good thing is elden ring actually does simplify that a lot Mm -hmm. um as you're changing your gear around in the inventory screen or in the equipment screen rather um there's a little admittedly it's still very uh small and difficult to see unless you're looking for it there's right. a little uh, subheader that'll say, like, equip load, and it'll say heavy, medium, light. Mm. You used to have to just calculate that shit. Right. But now it actually says, you know, here's what category your weight is at. If you're heavy, you're going to roll really bad. If you're whatever is above heavy, you're not even going to be able to roll at all. Well, I, I haven't seen that, but I did see the number, and I was uh, saw how much I could carry and saw how much I was carrying, and I was like, well, I should be this amount probably so i I dropped some stuff Uh, well i didn't drop it like i just unequipped it just took it off yeah uh and yeah kicked the shit out of market yes and uh, i after each death when i went back in i would like use a different so i had alternate your uh i used the wolves and i have another one that's like two dudes with big shields Two dudes uh, with big shields. I don't even know if I have that. I'll have to figure out what the name is, is <laughs> and I'll let you know. But I'm hearing so many things from so many different people. Like, oh, have you found this weapon? Oh, have you fought this boss? I'm like, man, I don't know. I stumble dick first into bosses all the time in this game. <laughs> I just cannot. Yeah. I can't go like 20 meters without fighting a goddamn dragon or something. <laughs> uh, that's another thing that's el- eluding me, is the dragon. Oh, uh... Still haven't... Have you gone I, back to him? I have been... Uh, yeah, so before I beat Margit yesterday, I tried the dragon again. Because, I don't know, to me, I, I thought maybe the dragon would be easier than Margit. It was for me. I don't know if that's just because I had all of Margit's runes pumping me up and making me strong. Hmm, maybe. But, um, yeah, no, but, dragon, yeah. dragon went down quite easily, especially with the horse. Horse is so good at dragon fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you need the horse, for sure. Like, I can't uh, imagine walking in there without the horse and just getting stomped. Well, that's what happened to me the first time. Yeah. I didn't have the horse yet. <laughs> I did beat I did beat uh, other bosses yesterday. Uh, oh. There was... Uh, uh, like... Did you find cat statue? The, uh, I, did, I did a cat statue already. Yeah. 
uh, did, did that fairly early on. There Still was easily the like, creepiest thing I've seen in that game, and there's some creepy shit. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's very weird, and it's uh, the movement is very like stiff and like it's so uncanny, yeah, it's very creepy. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> no, it's uncomfortable. That's like two ogres or something. I don't know what, what you call them. I went in. You. I went into a cave uh, uh-huh. near the beach. It had a whole bunch of these creatures and then there was like a boss fight with two of them oh yeah and a bunch of the little uh, tribal dudes yeah <laughs> yeah so that's annoying I, it's very dark I, in there it is very dark in there and i didn't have a, a torch or anything so i just kept walking and hoping that i'd run into something it's basically uh, just it's basically the descent in there you just go in and get attacked by yeah. creepy pale animal men mm-hmm uh, but you come out on it. So before I went in the cave, I saw the island across the way, and I was like, "How do you get over there?" And so I was like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe it's something that happens later." And then I went in the cave, and then just ended up there. Uh, so that was a happy coincidence. Oh, good job fighting uh, the the two guys at once, plus all their dudes. I know they're not yeah. like super strong, but they they swarm no. you real fast. Yeah, and they're fa- they they are fast too. Like they they move really fast. Yeah, like but, the little uh, guys, not too much of a problem. The big no. guys hit decently hard. It's yes. just a matter of not getting swarmed by the little guys and then also keeping your eye on the big guys yep. and just praying that something doesn't fucking stab you in the butt. Luckily, I don't know what happened, but the one of the bosses just didn't come out at the same time as the other one. <laughs> one of the bosses just didn't. He just didn't. He just didn't. Is, so I fought, I killed the first one, and then I'm like, "Wait, where's this? Where's the other one?" And like, I walk around the corner, and there he is, just like chilling. <sighs> so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> so then I went and killed him. Time to murder. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, it, if it's a Souls game, you don't want to fight things; you want to murder things because it's much absolutely. easier than fighting them. Well, yeah, of course. That's, I mean, that's the whole goal is to murder them. Granted, like, you don't want to murder everything. If you can't target it, don't murder it immediately. Probably not. Sometimes it's NPCs and they can help you. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. Um, were there any other... Bo- Wait, so you made it to the island, yes? Yes. Did you see what was on the island? There was a, a bunch of dragon statues that were all destroyed. Yep. And there's... Okay, so there's like... Uh, are they spells or something? I couldn't do it because I didn't have what i needed to make they are spells and you can buy those spells with i guess dragon components yeah so i didn't have any of those so So i have one of those spells i haven't used it yet because i'm not smart enough oh okay (laughs) my guy's intelligence or maybe it was his arcana is too Mm. low i'm like yeah that's fine i probably won't use it anyway i'm here for the lore i just Mm. buy spells so i can read descriptions fair enough yeah Reading is not my thing, so I don't, I don't do that. Clearly, uh, <laughs> uh, I do have a bunch of weapons I can't use, uh, at least very well. I have a giant axe that I yeah. just. What are you using at the moment? Can't use. Oh, it's like a. Oh, I don't know. It's a big sword. <laughs> I do like a big sword. Um, have you found the dual blade? No. Okay, you might want to take on that dragon again because in that area. There's a dual oh, blade. Oh, okay. All right. 
And if you want to be like medieval Darth Maul. Oh, hell yeah. That's the ticket. Oh my god, I want that for sure. If it's good. I'm, the problem with Elden Ring so far for me is that I have found so many dope weapons in the first open world. Because this is a massive open world game that opens mm-hmm. up after you beat like the boss just after Margaret. Or if you just sneak around the castle like a bitch. Who would do that? <laughs> that was me! Uh, <laughs> I did that! But yeah, they throw so many cool weapons at you in the first area. That I'm like, oh, you could really just take any character build and run with it from the start. You don't have to deal with, you know, a starting class until you get the thing that you want. You can just go find the thing that you want almost immediately. Yeah. If you know where to look. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, for replay, I think that's really good. I've seen people come back to it. I've seen people debating about whether this is the most accessible from soft game so far. And I'm on the side of it absolutely is Mm -hmm. just, well, I mean, I feel like you're the the poster boy for this just because you, if you get stuck on something, you just fucking go somewhere else, which you can't do in the other games. Like, if you, I mean, you know, they're, like, they're more linear. The, the other games do have branching paths. There's always at least one other thing you could go do. Right. But there's a good chance that that other thing that you could go do is either of a similar or greater difficulty than the thing you're already trying to do. Right. In this, it's like, well, there's a whole sandbox back there. I'm going to go fuck around for a bit. And it always feels like you're doing something that'll progress you because you're getting runes, you're leveling up, and you're beating bosses, and like all the bosses give you cool shit. Not necessarily mm-hmm. shit that you can use, but cool shit. Right. Even just unlocking the map, like just finding new areas of the map is makes still makes you feel like you're getting somewhere. Yeah, there's a whole lot of lateral progression to get. Yeah. And I I think it really is the most accessible and I it's a it's fairly it's not that difficult early on. Like I feel I, like the difficulty in the older games ramps up a lot faster than it does in this one. I would agree with you to a point. I think Margit and to some extent Godric, the boss following Margit, mm-hmm. um, are two bosses that in other Souls games, they would throw those at you fairly late. They would be like mid-game bosses in right. other Souls games. But this one, they're basically like, no. You fight him now, or you go engage <laughs> with the open world. Yeah, and which, like, which may be a smart move because because that does it like me like it did make me just go and and explore and unlock more areas of the map and discover the jails and. Yep, yep. Like ninety percent of other players, I think, are going to have that experience where they'll hit this brick wall and just think, "Okay, I'm going to go do something else. I'll be back for you." Yeah, and then the other ten percent are me and people like me who are too <laughs> stubborn for their own good. Uh, I yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I I really like the game. I I think it's it, it's definitely the best experience I've had so far with a game this year. Uh, which I I mean I wasn't really looking forward to this game at all before it came out. Yeah, I you was, were very flip floppy on it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I could. It has co-op, so maybe I could play it with Josh. But 
then I started seeing the previews and the reviews, and I was like, and, and watching people actually play the game, and I'm like, oh, this, yeah, I mean, this does sound really cool. So I picked it up, and here we are. Um, yeah, I, I really think if you're on the fence about it, if you, I don't know, maybe borrow it from someone or whatever, just give it a go. If you If you can give it a go, give it a go. If you want to spend the money, spend the money. Just just try it. It's it's really, I think it's really the most accessible FromSoft game so far. Yeah, I I think I would agree. Like it it gives you, like, the conversation every time FromSoftware releases a game is oh they should always have an easy oh, they should have an, an easy mode of some kind. And you know on some level I agree because mm-hmm. more options are always going to be better. Yeah, but. They kind of they do have things that you can do to make the experience easier in all the Souls games. You've got friendly summons. You've mm-hmm. got weapons that, if you go out of your way to find, make the early game a lot easier, and so you can sort of ease yourself in. But Elden Ring specifically has so many tools that are there to sort of onboard you a little bit easier. Yep. Like the summoning is a thing that you couldn't do in other games, and like, you can summon friends or NPCs. That's always been a thing that you could do, and it always helped in boss fights because bosses aren't really coded to focus on two threats at once. They sort of focus on one, and then they get bamboozled real easy when you add a second person into the fight. Yeah. And, like, Margit has an NPC who's summonable outside the gate. You can summon Roger, who's like a sorcerer, duelist kind of dude. Yep. Uh, and... I hear taking him into the fight is pretty good, but then you can take him into the Useless fight and also me. bring in the summons. So if you have like two sets of summons going on with Roger and the wolves or the jellyfish or whatever you're taking in, yeah. you've got two sources where you're distracting Margit and you can find an easier opportunity to whack him in the back or heal. Um, yeah, whacking, whacking him in the back is is kind of the, the best thing you can do. That... Well, the other thing is you could parry him. Well, but if you, I wouldn't. If you're a professional, <laughs> professional no, soldier, like, just... parrying is a thing that I've only been able to get down for like Dark Souls one kind of and Demon Souls, mm-hmm. and I would not have been confident enough to do this. But I have a mate who parried the shit out of Margaret and made him a bitch. Uh, <laughs> me, my entire game plan was just stomp him with overwhelming power and make him stagger so I could hit him with a critical, and that worked out for me eventually. Yeah, but like even without the summons. Like you said, you've got all these different avenues which you can explore, which you can get more runes, which you can level up, find more gear, find cool spells, more summons. Like, even if you never make it past Margit, that is a lot of game in Elden Ring. Yeah, I- I'm wondering how long I've actually been playing it for. I think I looked on my profile and said I had been playing for something like 30 hours. Oh, God. And I didn't even realize it. Most of the time, I'm just wandering around looking at cool shit. Because, <laughs> yeah. like all Souls games, there's like random NPC quests and side quests that they never tell you about, and you'll never find unless you happen to be speaking to the right person at the right time of day, or mm-hmm. maybe you've heard howling in the woods, and you go and talk to one random guy who's seemingly disconnected from it all, and he tells you, "Oh yeah, just go stand in the woods and snap your fingers." <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Who? Okay, I'll go do that. 
Uh, Elden Ring's great. That's it. Good value for money too. Like, oh yeah, I sure. have gotten past. If you want a game, you can just play forever. Wider open world. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking a little bit about how the map expands as you find more bits of it. Like, the entire map screen yep. is not shown to you until you get the maps for those areas. So, yeah. Initially, it looked like Limgrave was kind of the whole thing, and that's a pretty big map. Especially for like That's from software's right. first time kind of doing this. Oh um, sure, yeah. And then you get north of the castle and you look at your map and you look at the vista just from the cliffs outside where you're deposited leaving the castle. Mm-hmm. And you look at your map and you yep. look at this vista and you're like, There is absolutely no way that I've seen even a fifth of this fucking map so far. <laughs> yeah. Like you're looking out and you see all these different structures dotting the horizon and you're like I know mm-hmm. Souls games. Souls games always do this thing where they plant something in the distance and you'll end up there later. This is that, but right. like actually set in that world. Like that is the map mm-hmm. you are looking at. Yeah. It's massive. It's really cool. Uh, let's talk about something that came out today that we haven't played too much yes. of yet, but uh, Gran no. Turismo 7 came out today. And it's a Gran Turismo game. It sure is. Thanks, All right, everybody. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that. So they install a little bit of the game first. You know, a lot of games do that. So they install a little bit, and then you can open it up, and then it's a mu- it's the music rally uh, mode. I feel like you... Is that a thing that has existed before? Because I have not no. heard of Music Rally before. This is something specifically for Gran Turismo 7. Uh, basically, it, pl- it plays a song, and but you basically need to cover a, la- a large amount of distance it- by the time the song ends. Yeah, you've got distance targets for bronze, silver, and gold. Yes. And you have until the song stops to reach those targets. Yeah, and so they give you three songs with three tracks and three cars to play while the rest of the game downloads. And I got gold on the first two, and uh, the third one I just uh, I got silver, and uh, I got real close to getting gold. But yeah, I saw. I looked at the leaderboard. Ah, oh, okay. Um, you're, Where you're am I on the leaderboard? Me in the uh, you're uh, top. You're above me. Hell yeah. I'm at the bottom. You're at the top. Hell yeah. Um, um the last one's very difficult. It is, and this is the thing about Gran Turismo is that it a lot of it is learning how whatever the car you're driving handles. That's yeah. like the majority of the game is that each car handles in its own specific way and it's up to you to just keep driving it until you learn how to not drive it bad. I feel like if I commit myself to getting gold on as many things in this game as I can, I will not only just go insane, I'll forget <laughs> how to play other games. I'll be <laughs> I'll be worse than you were at the start of Elden Ring at Elden Ring by the time I'm done here. <laughs> I'm going to forget my own name. It's just going to oh, be filled God. with cars and 
how they handle and oh stop breaking as you turn break before you turn stop drifting you idiot <laughs> drifting's cool but it's not useful it's really not it's really not uh what a yeah, gorgeous so, game though oh it looks great uh took some screenshots and uh watching those replays back with the ray tracing it's nice yeah yeah no it's, it's very very nice it's a good looking video game uh, mainly the cars. The backgrounds are like whatever. The lighting's really nice though. Yeah, and does yeah, make I was up. I just gonna say the, the lack of I've detail had, um, in the world. I've had uh, Trial Mountain, that little Vista um, montage that it shows while you wait for it to download. Yeah, um, I've had that playing since we started recording. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, when you're not looking directly at a car, this game like it looks fine. Yeah, but the cars really are just the the show stealers here. Absolutely. And so I it downloaded, I got into the full game. And Lucky you. <laughs> so you haven't yet. No, I'm looking at the download bar. We are over halfway, people. Oh, God. It's very slow. I mean, I only started installing it around seven. So two hours and 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's been downloaded. That is correct. Before. Jesus Christ. Anyway, my, I, as it came out today. Maybe that's the problem. Everyone's downloading it at the same time. I don't know. Is that is that a thing? I don't. I don't know. It used to be. PS Five says a hundred minutes left, and in fairness, it is a ninety-seven gig install. Mm, fair it's enough. Not small. No. So I got into the full game, and. They, oh, it's basically like, hey, we go buy a car. Like, that's the first thing you do, I it, think. It, I'm guessing it, like, walks you through everything. Pretty much. But it, it does it, like, one. So, I, yeah, the first thing was, like, hey, buy a car. So you go to the used car yard. They show you where that is. And you've, you've got enough money to buy it to choose between three cheap used cars. Ah, yes, the Forza Horizon model. Yes. They're, Pick a they're, car. They're not great cars. They're I'll of, be the judge of that. They're kind of boring, whatever I'm cars. I'm not a car guy. Please tell me what cars they are and which ones are garbage. <laughs> uh, the the ones you start with, not good. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, I'll I'll just refuse to buy one and save my money then. Honestly, don't know, don't remember what cars you have to Hang choose on. from. Let me buy a bunch of credits with microtransactions. Oh which is a yeah, thing that I only learned about today. Yes, so you can absolutely from that first screen top up your your credits through the <clears> store <throat> with actual money and spend it on more expensive cars if you would like to. But I didn't do that. I picked from the three that I could afford. I and I hate that that's an option. Like I know, sames. I know people have limited time on their hands. No one wants to grind away at stuff. But honestly, you shouldn't be grinding away at stuff. The game should be balanced in such a way that you're getting enough money to be able to do whatever you fucking want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it absolutely. It is set up that way, but it's also like, hey, maybe you want to spend some money and I don't. I've already spent that. money on this. 
There are absolutely people that do want to do that, though. I know. Cheese the system by spending money. <laughs> I don't know. It's I. I think it's it's absolutely disgusting. But but I. Especially you know. in a premium like full price game. Yeah, and I don't know how much dollars to credits. I don't know what the exchange rate is on it. Dollars oh, to credit. I'm gonna find yeah. out live on the air. Oh, okay. Well, you let me know. But uh, uh, anyway, I picked the car, and then the next thing was uh, races, I guess. So <laughs> I would hope so. You got uh, you got three races to start with, and you can pick which one you want to do, and winning each one gets you a um, Japanese hatchback uh, so you finish each of those you win each of those races you collect all three and then the cafe opens and this is the part of the game where I don't care uh, the, I mean a lot of uh, if you're a car lover and you really love cars, I'm oh, sure no, I'm you're gonna worried about my purchase. You're going to love the cafe. I like cars. There are certain cars that I I really like, but I I don't really care about the history of where they came from or who made them. I don't care about that stuff. Is this the area in which there is a timeline of not only cars and their manufacture, but also a timeline of just general human history? I didn't see that. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't see that in my playtime tonight. But I collected these three cars, and then the woman whose name escapes me at the moment, who's taking you through all of this information... She introduces you to another guy, and she's like, hey, this guy's going to tell you all about these cars. <laughs> and so... Okay, I have to let the dog out now. Hang on. <laughs> Don't know why you want to leave. I'm the cool one. She introduces you to this guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to sh- tell you all about the cars. And so, you, I mean, you don't have a choice at the beginning. You, you just, just got to listen to this guy talk about cars. So he, t- he starts taking you through the history of Japanese hatchbacks. So I just X through the whole thing. I just Luckily, you can just skip through it. Just keep, keep hitting X. And I definitely feel like this is... End. This is 100% how we end up in situations where you don't see giant groove marks in the ground, but I also don't think this is the kind of game where that's going to matter. No, I don't I don't think we'll be doing any missions like that in Gran Turismo 7. But uh yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be a test later. I don't think they're going to be like, "Oh, what did this guy tell you about Japanese hatchbacks 7 hours ago?" I don't think that's going to be. And if you it. lose, you lose all your credits, like Elden Ring. <laughs> right. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just something where car enthusiasts can go to learn more about cars. 
it is a very chill game. It's not going. It, you're not going to be scratching your head, going, "Oh, where do I go?" Like it's you. You can learn about cars if you want, or you can race cars, and it's up to you what how you spend your time in the game. I definitely know which one of those I prefer in a game, but you're I going I can to see learn about cars. I mean, shit, someone's got to teach me about cars at some point. <laughs> what are they? How do they work? Digital. I mean, Who they knows? seem to know their cars. They seem to. But they seem they? to know how they look at the very least, and I, I find oh, that um, you know, reassuring. Mm-hmm. Although, I do wish there were some novelty cars in here. Like, uh, give me, like, give me like yeah. the Flintstones car. Abs- yeah, yeah, I would like cars like that. Give me some Mario Karts or something. Imagine just the tech and the effort behind bringing all these super expensive, high-class cars to life in this game mm-hmm. applied to dumb bullshit like that. Hell yeah. Like, there's already a tiny bit of that in, like, Forza, uh, Forza Horizon. Yeah. Like, uh, a warthog. With, like, the Warthog. Yeah. So just, I don't know, do it here in this completely not arcade racer. <laughs> And make them handle, like, realistically. (laughs) (laughs) Have someone, like, Flintstoning the Flintstones car and it just moves so slowly because have you ever tried pushing a fucking car made of stone? (laughs) It doesn't even move. It just... (laughs) It's literally... You're just struggling the whole time to even make the car budge. Yeah, and the the DualSense controller, all you can feel is the hernias popping everywhere. Oh, there and goes Fred's spine. From the car, you just hear the guy going, Ow! 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 Fuck! <laughs> just uh. <laughs> really pained yabba dabba doos. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, poor fella. So I have done a little bit of research. Uh, yes. In that I have the shop screen open right now. Okay. Um, the lowest amount of credits that you can buy for Gran Turismo 7 is 100,000 credits, and you can get that for $3.75 uh, Australian cents. Hmm. Which seems reasonable. I don't know how much a car costs in this game, so I like that uh, I like that. Did context. you say 100,000? 100,000. Uh, I mean, the, the beginning how, how cars... How much do you start with? The, uh, 20 grand? Okay, so that's not an insignificant amount. No. The, then I the think... next one up is two hundred and fifty for seven dollars fifty five. Then the next one up from that is seven hundred and fifty for fourteen ninety five. And the last mm. one that I can see here is two million for thirty dollars. Okay. Getting... So there is obviously a lot of like, oh, if you buy more, they're cheaper. It's better value. Right. Which is always kind of insidious, but I mean if you're spending money on these anyway, then you're probably gonna spend the most to get the better deal. Yes. But like that seems like a lot of credits, but also $30 in addition to the amount spent on the game seems mm-hmm. like a lot of dollars. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 100000 I mean, if there's a car you really want, and it's like, I mean... they. If you're just a little bit short, then, I mean... I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate. I know, I know. If you're just a little bit short and you've got... You got like three bucks lying around in your bank. You're just like, oh yeah, just fucking top up. But then that's how yeah. they get you. That is how. They then get at that point, you've sunk money into this game, extra money into this game, and you're invested. Yeah. That's and true. that's how they hook you. It's insidious. God damn it! 
At least there's no Sorry. loot boxes. At least. At least there's Thanks, no loot boxes. Walter. Instead, you can just spend money. None of it's good. Does Forza <laughs> have microtransactions? Oh, I'm sure they do. Uh, I absolutely... Absolutely. I'm not I'm just going to say absolutely. I don't know. But absolutely. Do they let you buy those like super wheel spins? Because that might be the grossest thing. Ugh, that would be bad. Because those are just like triple loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. But anyway, Gran Turismo 7, there's a cafe. A cafe, if you will. Uh, oh, fuck. Why didn't they call it the cafe? Because they have some fucking cafes. <laughs> no, no. Cafe did... is for, for dumb, humorless dipshits like me to make. Why didn't Ed Boon make this game? Because he would have called it the cafe for sure. Because he has not enough class for Gran Turismo. <laughs> if there's anything I can say about this game, it's that it's very classy. Like the the menus yes. that I've seen so far, are slick. Uh-huh. The sound effects very like sharp and just it's all very polished. And I've heard the word sterile used for it, and that extremely that lines up with my Gran Turismo experience in the past. It's extremely very sterile. Gran Turismo always has been, ever since the first one. That's just part of their thing. Uh, but, you know, fucking that intro to Gran Turismo 2. <laughs> Holy shit. I was so but a good. child when that came out, so I barely remember. I remember That's my dad playing a lot. Scratch and sniff disc. <laughs> oh, Gran Turismo 2! Now we're talking about video games. I don't know, a lot of people saying that this is the best Gran Turismo since those days, since the PS1. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I haven't played one... enough Gran Turismo's in the interim to really say one way or the other. I think Same. the last one I played at all was two. The last one I really played was four. Uh, and, oh, I, I guess I played HD on PS3. But that wasn't really a game. It was barely... I mean, it wasn't really a game. <laughs> it was like... There was Did like you dream it up? Did it exist? No, wasn't it just like a couple of tracks and a couple of cars? Like, it I... wasn't like a full game? I, I don't know. Why that. are you asking me? I'm asking you. Tell me, Josh! God damn I it. I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> I, just, anyway, <laughs> I, just pressed the, uh, I just pressed the downloading bar on GT7, mm-hmm. and instead of giving me any useful information, like oh, the percentage yeah. or how long it's going to take to download the rest, mm-hmm. it just comes up with, downloading please yes. enjoy the music rally minigame while Gran Turismo 7 is downloading and yeah. your only option is okay yeah I know I, I, I guess I, I will I pressed it and got that and then I still press it again later just to, just in case maybe it changed I don't know I just I gotta remind myself that that's what it's saying yeah uh, after the cafe you then uh, open up the license tests oh which... actually my favorite part of Gran Turismo no lie Sames actually, <laughs> because it gives you a goal. It's like, you know, hey, you want it, some structure. Yeah, we you got want some structure st- for you. Exactly. So uh, I got my B license, uh, gold, if you must know. <laughs> and now I I'm didn't starting I refuse to acknowledge that you needed to know that I got the gold nope. B license. You got what? All right, gold B license, which gave me the Mitsubishi uh, GTO. So now I'm doing the A license. A does typically come after B in a reverse order. That Correct. would make sense. 
So, uh, I can't remember if I, I... I did the first two or three, I think, in A, and I feel like I've only gotten silver on them. <sighs> well, I, I can almost guarantee that you'll have gold on all of these before I can even get close to silver on any of these, because I'm just not a sim guy. But mm -hmm. with that said, I am enjoying this... Um, this music rally mode <laughs> it's fun like the driving in it is fine like i'm getting the hang of it and mm -hmm. it feels good and it looks very nice and that's doing a lot of the work like it looks very nice and the music that they've got is quite good yeah the, idris uh, elba's there <laughs> yeah what the hell uh that was a weird one <laughs> that was definitely a weird one but i also just like hooked on classics parts one and two the <laughs> like weird remix of the orchestral stuff yep fantastic it's so good uh i'm not as big on vroom as some might be but i do like idris elba's one bit in it <laughs> and then that last track survive that is my jam mm. i love that shit well tell me how much you love it when you've done it like 50 times oh i already have i still love it oh uh, i'm just not as good as you so i haven't got to 5.23 miles but by, by the and by the the time the game was downloaded, I was done with that song. I don't want to hear that song ever again. Well, I think uh, I think Bring Me the Horizon do a track for this game, and that's the only bit of music that I've heard aside from the three tracks in the music rally so far. Right. So if that's any indication, the game's got good music. Gran Turismo does have good music usually. Uh, Did they have Dragula in one of them? Maybe. Like a remix of Rob Zombie's Dragula. That's possible. That definitely Which sounds like something. I that. can appreciate. I fucking love that song. Hell but yeah. it seems weird considering like the tone and the audience of Gran Turismo. Mm -hmm. Like it's got an air of poshness of class to it. Yes, very posh. And then you've got fucking Rob Zombie singing about motor car vampire. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Gran Turismo, so far, so good. I've played a couple of hours, probably. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into more of it and actually playing the game. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, what I've experienced so far, exciting stuff. It's, it's nice. I like it a lot. Now let's talk about our movie of the week, which you didn't, uh, you unfortunately didn't get to see yet. I did not, but I've heard very good things. I got to see the batman yesterday and boy it's really good it's very very good i don't even and so i i have i've filmed a review that I've, I've edited most of which will hopefully be up you know maybe uh today when this podcast goes up Oh, that's exciting. But short short review is that it's very good. And you should definitely see it. If you're even if you're not a fan of Batman, I do mention in the review that there are twists that happen in the movie. Well they set them up to be like really big reveals that if you have a general knowledge of some of these characters, they're not very huge reveals, but they set them up to be, 
and I don't know how people are going to react to those that don't know some of the stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like the example that you gave to me, to which I was kind of like, uh, I think I might know what this is. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm fairly well-versed in the Batman mythos, mm. and I could not tell you with any certainty what the answer to that question was. Right. Um, I don't know. That might land for most people, I think. But I feel like even... Even with the reveal that we were talking about, it's it's still not like a huge deal. It's just a thing that happens to be the case. It's inconsequential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's not really There's that no big important. story revelations. No, it's just a thing that is the case. Yeah. Uh, that being said, oh, let's also talk about Riddler. Um, let's actually let's talk about all the characters. All These... right, no, you need to settle on one. Let's what talk about all the about? characters. This is the first time, maybe the first time. Okay, Chris Nolan didn't ever really go into depth about how kind of insane Batman is. Yeah, not really. Like. They they kind of toy with that idea in the second one, but mm. not really, because like when the person who's calling Batman insane is the Joker, it's kind of yeah like, yeah he's got a point, but also you're the Joker. We can't exactly shut up. Batman Batman in the Chris Nolan movies is he's just like the hero, and everything he does is is right. I don't know. There's there's. It never digs into how fucked up in the head Batman is. Mm-hmm. And this movie does that. That's honestly surprising. I can only think of one other Batman movie off the top of my head that actually does that. And it's one of the old ones. Okay. Like, doesn't... Uh, oh, which Batman movie is Nicole Kidman's Chase Meridian in? Oh, Batman Forever. Yeah, isn't she a psychiatrist in that? That's right, yeah. Isn't she his psychiatrist? Yes, that's right. I remember that. So they do uh, delve into it a little bit in that, but not, yeah. not much. It's a That's not the thing. movie that I would expect that in, but yes. <laughs> now that I think about it, that is... Yes, okay. Yeah, no, but it is... This is the first time... You heard it time... here first. The Batman is basically Batman forever. It even has <laughs> the Riddler. Oh my god. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, they made Batman Forever good finally. Uh all it took was getting rid of Robin. Good job. <laughs> and Joel Schumacher, I suppose. <laughs> yes, Robin was the problem. <laughs> Robin was the one problem in that yep. movie. Joker was right. <laughs> anyway. Batman's so up Batman feels just as insane as the Riddler. Like, from like, and the Riddler obviously, you know, he he mentions that and he brings it up, but you totally believe him. Like, Batman is insane, and so is the Riddler, and it it all makes sense, and it's it's a very well made movie for it to point that out. 
and I'm it's glad they did. It's not very often that a movie or any story really can play the whole, ah, oh, we're not so different, you and I, thing between the hero and the villain and actually make it work. Right. Because, like, most of the time they're just wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Batman's pretty fucking crazy. He is. Uh, Absolutely. It's just... And I feel like it's been established before in many mediums, but the movies somehow always steer away from it. Yes. This is the first one that actually... I wouldn't say they delve too much. They don't delve too much into it, but, but it, it's, a it's definitely... A, yes, it's definitely there. And again, like Catwoman, also similar. Uh, maybe I mean she's she's not as crazy as Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. She doesn't go that that far, but who does, really? Uh, no one, no yeah. one goes that far. <laughs> it's it's really well written for the most part. The story's good. The riddles that the Riddler comes up with aren't the best. Oh, but. To me, that's kind of cool because he's fucked in the head. Like, if to to me, it's fine that his riddles are shit because he's he's a he's dumb. He's so dumb. He thinks he's super smart, right? The riddler thinks he's so smart. But he he comes up with these riddles that are super easy to the point where you will 100% figure out what the answer to the riddle is before Batman does. Now, do you mean me specifically or you as in the audience? Everyone that is listening to this right now will figure out the answers to a lot of the riddles before even Batman does. Oh, am I the world's greatest detective? Yes. Was it me all along? Am I the Batman? Exactly. But, again, that leads into Batman being fucked in the head. Are you saying that we can't trust uh, mentally unstable people to watch over us and protect us from other mentally unstable people? Probably not. Hmm. It's probably not the best thing. Hmm. Unless... They have a lot of money, though. They're Batman and they have a lot of money, Exactly. That Batmobile, though. Oh, my God. The Batmobile scene, the chase, the, you know, it's in the trailers. I'm not spoiling it. Like you say the chase. Is there really only one chase? There's one chase, yes. Oh. I guess I'm, it's not okay. that kind of movie, right? Let me, well, yes. That's what I'm going to say. This isn't your action every five seconds movie. This is, this is seven but with Batman. I feel like with Batman in movies, you never really get to see the uh, the world's greatest detective angle of him. You never get to see him. I mean, he kind of searches through clues and stuff, but he's always using like tech gadgets to do most of the heavy lifting, like all in the Nolan movies. He's got like fucking computer imaging software going around and finding like bullet holes and bricks and... There's none of that in this movie. Bullets. Thank none God. Of that in this. I mean, so, I like that stuff, but there is there is one thing. There is a riddle that they solve fairly early on that makes you go, "How? How did you get there?" 
Was it, if I aim to give you a shot, I'll riddle you? <laughs> no. But it's very good. That definitely is it a helicopter. The movie. <laughs> there's there's a riddle early on that you wonder how they got to the point where they figured it out. Okay, so by by what you said, the riddles aren't very hard. So you've figured out the riddle for yourself, and Batman's still working it out. The actual steps he takes and the logic he uses to get there just doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. All right. Is there a chance he was wrong? Uh, or does he get not, the answer not about right? not about this one? Okay. There are times where he is wrong about some of the riddles. God, idiot. He idiot so. Batman. I also want to say this is set two years after he becomes Batman. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's early days. He's not the world's greatest detective yet. But he's he's, I mean, he's getting there. At this point, he's really only dealt with the mob, right? Uh, it would seem that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like most like Batman Year One stories are all very mob-focused. Very few actual supervillains. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really even characters. know much about the Penguin. Uh, the Penguin's in the movie, played by uh, Colin Farrell. Which is a super weird casting choice. But... I mean, you, you can't tell it's him, so... Yeah, no. He's he's doing a super thick New York accent. Oh, it's amazing. He? It's really good. Fantastic. It's really good. Uh, and... I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't know who the, the Penguin is. He doesn't really know... I mean, the Riddler's a new... person on the scene of... <laughs> The crime game. He, he's a new big player in Gotham. Yeah, I mean, I, even then, like he doesn't really feel like a big player. But <clears throat> yeah, there's hardly any other villains. There's no costumes running around. Yeah, not really. Very early on, he fights a, a gang, and that's that seems to be like his level of crime for the most part is like beating up gangs. I can get behind that. Cause like movies have done the Batman origin story to death, but they've never done like, all right, just getting, getting the feel of this thing, Batman. Yeah. There's a little bit of that in Batman begins, but I feel like at that point he's already gone to ninja school. So <laughs> sure. he's already so much more accomplished than yeah. what this Batman seems like the Batman, if you will. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he's he's very green. Uh, but like a dark green. A very dark. green. But not green. the dark green that the Riddler wears. No, 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 definitely not that. Uh, the beginning of this movie starts with him monologuing uh, about when the bat signal lights up the sky all the bad guys run away because they they're scared of the shadows and they don't know where he's going to be and it is the night he's vengeance exactly and they really set that up really well to make him seem like like more so than nolan did like in the first in batman begins they set batman up to sort of be like some he's gonna scare the the 
people he's fighting, right? He's yeah, going to be like the, a scary the crime thing. boogeyman. Right. But this does that even better in the first like 10 minutes of the movie by just showing shadows like it's really well shot and really w- well written. It's the beginning of this movie is is fantastic uh, leading up to his first sort of big scene that he has. Mm. Uh, it's really good. And from there it's, it's very like noir mystery, uh, very inspired by seven and maybe even saw. Oh yeah. Okay. I feel like, I feel like the Riddler as jigsaw is a, is an idea that's been floated many times over the past decade. I was wondering when we would get to it. Yes, there there are contraptions. Because like it, it kind of makes sense. Like they're puzzles. Mm-hmm. What's a what's yeah, a puzzle? Absolutely. What's a puzzle if not a, a riddle? Uh, absolutely. What's an enigma? Oh, that's another thing. His name is not Edward Enigma. Good. It's stupid. Like, <laughs> look, I appreciate a good dumb comic book name, but that's so dumb. And if you want to go for the tone that this movie is going for, you cannot <laughs> name you cannot Edward call him Edward Nigma. Nigma no. <laughs> balls. <laughs> it's a, it's extremely stupid names and I and I feel like when they say it the first time, they purposely make you th- Okay. The person who says it they say this is how they this is how they say it. All right, I'm gonna say it like they say it. Uh, his name is Edward N- Norman. Also, I, his name isn't Norman; it's something else. But like that's how they they extend oh, the. So they kind of drag it out to exactly. Like, make you think are they gonna do it? Yeah, it's, she goes. They're Avengers assembling you. Exactly. Just baiting you, waiting for you to just get off your seat and be like, "Ah, they said the dumb thing." <laughs> yeah, but they don't, and it's uh, it was a genuine. That was that was a genuine twist. That was a surprise. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Them. I feel like I feel like that's a, a big thing to like stick to your guns on changing the name of a well-established like character in the canon. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like Riddler's pretty big. He's one of the more popular Batman villains, I feel. He's definitely one of my favorites. Sure. Uh, The other thing about this movie is that there are... It's very long. It's very long. (laughs) It's five minutes off three hours. It's it's a very long movie. And uh, I want to say... There are there are moments where it felt like it. I was like, this is this just keeps dragging on. But there was also also at the end, I was like, I want more. I of want this. this to keep going. I would actually like to see more of this because I do like like everyone's really good in the movie. Like there's no bad acting. It's except for the riddles. They most it's a mostly well written written movie. And but it's not a well riddled movie. It's oh god, it's not well. It's not definitely not well riddled, but it's yeah. I really enjoyed it. But anyway, what I was getting to besides the length is that there are moments because it's so grounded for the first say hour and a half. Mm. 
at the hour and a half point, or, you know, around there, Batman uses a gadget. And I went, what? 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 Where the fuck did that come from? Yes. Literally that. Because it sort of just comes from nowhere. And then he turns into cartoon CG Batman. (laughs) And I'm like, like, it just feels like it's completely from a different movie. Does it feel like something that like a studio exec looked at and was like, no, we need more like Batman's all about the gadgets and the, 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 uh, the action and the stunts. It makes sense from a story perspective, the thing that happens. So it doesn't feel like crammed in there. It just feels like weirdly jarring. Yes, because up until that point, it had been very grounded and, and realistic and, I'm sure there was some CG on like Gotham, you know, to make it look like Gotham. Oh yeah. Uh, which is another thing with this movie. Like this is the best looking Gotham since like Batman returns. Ooh, that's high praise. It like, it's taking sort Are of, you the... saying it's not just Chicago. Exactly. It's taking like the realism of Chicago, but then adding the Gothic aspects of, batman returns and and the original batman okay Uh, if i wasn't already sold about this i i would be now it's it's look overall like just visually this movie is fucking amazing uh and also the music is incredible too michael michael giacchino giacchino however you say his name uh did a great job uh there's they play something in the way by nirvana a couple of times which is great. Wow. Um, yeah, like stylistically, this movie is is fantastic and, and way better than Nolan's fucking boring ass Chicago bullshit. Um, yeah. So yes, there's there's a moment where there's a CG Batman, and it it took me out of the movie, and then. It goes back to being a, a normal, you know, sort of prime story. Yes, gr- yes. And then the last half hour of the movie, it's back to uh, Cartoonville <laughs> for for what happens at the end of the movie. Uh, okay, I, I have a question for you, mm. and I'm not sure if this is set up in the film at all. Mm-hmm. But um, given that this movie seems to be pretty successful, people are going pretty wild for it. Yes. Uh, given the chance to make a sequel to the Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman Two, let's say. Yes. What uh, what villain would you have, or is that actually if that's set up, don't tell me. But if it's not set up, then what villain would you have? Anyway, the Batman's really good, so <laughs> you should definitely watch it. All right. Cool. Why don't we not doing Joker again? Okay, so, so go see the Batman. All right. You'll really like the movie. It's good. And that'll do it for the show this week. Yep. Thanks for joining me, Josh. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure talking about all of these things. Is there uh, anything coming up this week that we should be on the lookout for? Is there anything coming wise? up this week? There is. There's at least one thing that I'm excited for, but that oh, might just be me. What are you excited for? 
WWE 2K22 comes oh, out. That's out uh, this week. Either on Tuesday or Friday, depending on the amount of money that you're willing to spend. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a weird game because, like, it looks like it might be pretty good, especially in comparison to the last few. But half the roster have been released in the like last year. But then mm. half of those guys are still in the game. It's a very strange situation. Yeah. Well, they have contracts and. Yeah, it's just it's stuff. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, any other? Ge- when's when's Kirby out? That's out this month sometime. Ooh, I feel like Kirby is out in two weeks, and Ghostwire Tokyo is out in three. Oh God, yeah, that's out this month too. I feel like that's the case. Also, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is out at some point. Mm. Yeah, Kirby's out twenty fifth of March. Oh, that's the exact same day as Ghostwire Tokyo, so rip and piece Ghostwire. Uh, those are different enough games, and also on they a, are also on different platforms. So, also the same day as Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh no! So rip to that fucking game then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's the rip. That's the rip game. No, no, I feel like yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo still probably loses in the mind's eye of the general public because people love Borderlands. But it's a PlayStation exclusive. Mmm. Mmm. That is something that I forgot. Yes. That is something that gives it a little bit extra. A little bit of oomph? Yeah. At least on PlayStation, obviously. Mmm. Well, I think that's about it as far as new things this month go. There's really only the one coming out this next week, which is Mm. WWE, which, uh... I guess we'll see if that's a fucking thing worth talking about. We sure will. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it either way. You're going to get it, right? Yeah. Yes. So whether <laughs> it's bad it whether it's bad or good, we'll talk about it. As such as my fucking for your For your sake, I hope it's good. But I for the podcast's sake, I hope it's bad. I hope it's interesting. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. That's number one. I hope it's That's interesting either way. If I can rant for 10 minutes about how shitty it is, then I guess I'll be happy. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the content we love here on the Total Badness Podcast. Nothing but brimming with positivity. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Stay bad. <laughs>